Hello, you're live with Corey from the Northwoods, where we're showing you that freedom is an adventure. We're finding ours, you can too. I'd like to welcome everyone to our Saturday live video podcast, where we hope to build, hope build the community uh, here on YouTube in the RV community. Uh, you can also find this podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, and Spotify. So with that, I'd like to start out... Um, to make sure that if it's your first time here, go ahead and click that subscribe button down below so you get notified of all of our weekly videos and live streams. Uh, so with that, I'll go ahead and I'll start out with some shout outs uh, here. First of all, one I would like to go ahead and shout out is um, Daydream About Nice Things. Uh, Gary, he's a great guy in the RV community. He's a huge supporter of everyone here in the community. And he's currently doing a uh, morning coffee show each morning here on YouTube. So if you haven't heard about Daydream About Nice Things, make sure you go over, check Gary out, and uh, just have some morning coffee talk. Next channel I'd like to go ahead and shout out is RV Ashes in April. Uh, they're a retired couple exploring the U.S. and just enjoying life. Uh, they have a great channel. They've visited uh, many places around the country uh, thus far. Make sure you go ahead and check them out. And today's guest um, that we are pulling in here is going to be Susan from New Horizons. Now, Susan is uh, has a channel here on YouTube that helps people um, overcome their handicaps in places where they can visit. So... What I'll do is I'll go ahead and let me see about getting Susan in here. Uh, if you can go ahead and join the uh, join the uh, conversation here, Susan. Go ahead and I'll put it here in the room as well. We can get you here in the back room. <clears throat> okay. All right, Susan, you ready? Okay, let me go ahead and we'll pull her up here. Hi. Hi, Susan. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. So, well, first thing I would like to do is uh, thank you for joining us today. Greatly appreciated. Well, thank uh, you. And uh, why don't we go ahead and start off and you start by telling us a little bit about yourself. Now, are you full-time or part-time? We are part-time right now. We're preparing ourselves to go full-time. Okay. I think there's a lot of people out there that's wanting to go full-time. Yeah. Time. <laughs> All right. So why don't you go ahead and tell everyone out here that's not familiar with you, um, where are you from and whether or not you or your husband uh, currently work, community involvement, hobbies, things like that outside of YouTube? Um, we're currently both from southern Indiana. Uh, in a little town called Pekin. It's uh, approximately an hour and a half from Louisville, Kentucky, being vice familiar with Kentucky. Um, we were both from raised on farms. I was raised on a dairy farm. My husband worked for farms. And then we met, and we had five boys. And later on, we got tired of written cabins uh, down here in Pigeon Forge area. So we decided to get an RV, and then later on, after I became diagnosed with a rare nerve disease, um, he we both, he went ahead and retired out, and of course I was forced to. So now we both reside down here in Tennessee after I got diagnosed with my nerve disease. All right. And <laughs> sorry to... Uh... To hear about that, uh, I know I uh, suffer from um, some stuff of that nature. I su suffer from uh, su extreme neuropathy. Yes. And uh, it does make it difficult sometimes, mobility issues, to be able to enjoy life and get out there. And I think what you're doing with your channel is fantastic, showing people that you can still do um, certain things and be able to get out there and enjoy what's out there. All right, so... Why don't you uh, 
Now your your family is all grown right now, right? Yes, we had five boys, and the youngest is uh, twenty nine, and the oldest is uh, thirty something. After a while, you kind of forget their ages, but they're all grown up. And um, the two youngest ones are staying at our old home in Indiana until we go up there and finish re the remodeling of it, so we can sell it. Okay. So, do you have any grandchildren right now, then? Or? No, we got grand dogs, but we never did get grandbabies. That's why we even expanded to a bigger RV, thinking we was getting grandchildren, but we got dogs instead. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, you know, at some point in time, uh, right now our grandkids are uh, still fairly young. Um, the two grand boys are six years old, and then we have a granddaughter that's less than a year old. Wow. And, uh, at some point in time, we'd like to be able to take them on our own camping as well but yeah. um, I kind of like them to be just a little bit older yet before <laughs> we take that venture <laughs> <laughs> love the grandkids though they're great to be around all right so what made you interested in RVing and how long have you actually been RVing we bought our first RV in 2007 uh, we bought a fifth wheel just I mean, everybody at work kept saying, you got to buy an RV. you got to buy an RV. Camping is the best. So they convinced my husband, and we started looking around. We bought one up at Tom Raper up at Richmond, Indiana, our first fifth wheel. And we took it out. And that first weekend, we took it out. That was it. We were hooked. That was it. Grilling outside, sleeping in the camper, and... I mean, and just staying outside late at night by a campfire and grilling, it just hooked us right there from day one. And we kept that fifth wheel for, oh, maybe about five or six years or, or maybe even longer. Then we bought a Class A, another used RV from Tom Rapers, and it needed some work done to it. And we started the remodeling process of it. We ripped all the carpet out and put Noyum down, put in new furniture. Then my husband goes, guess what? I found a good, better deal on another RV. And I was like, really? So we ended up trading that one in for the one we have now. Another used one. We bought it from Tom Raper again. And now we have a, a 2007 40-foot Class A Sun Voyager with two super slides on it and that's our baby we're not getting rid of this one for a long time <laughs> well tom reaper must have a pretty good business there because well he I, did but he's I, I sold think, out now <laughs> i think i would have a hard time buying from a salesman named uh, reaper <laughs> <laughs> i i would question my uh my judgment there <laughs> so um so what ended up making you choose this RV then? Um, well, he looked at it, and the other one had pretty well low miles on it, our other Class A, but this one was even lower, and the generator on the other one was a propane generator. And, of course, when you're going down the road, you burn the generator for the air conditioners in the summertime because if you don't, you're riding in a big old oven in those things. So, and we were going through the propane a lot. And to him, he said it started getting bad vibes that having a propane generator probably wasn't the smartest thing anybody ever did to an RV. And he wanted one that actually burned diesel. And he saw this one it had low, lower miles and the generator burned off a of diesel. So, he said that was a better deal for him, and he felt safer with it. So we decided to trade it in. Yeah, I think that's probably a good point for a lot of people looking at um, rigs that have generators that are out there. Where propane is a very good clean burning fuel and tends to be slightly more efficient burning than what diesel is, the cost of propane over mm -hmm. diesel is considerably higher uh, right. than the cost of the diesel that you're already 
probably buying, you know, to put in your rig anyway, so. Well, we tried to trade it in before, and before we traded in this last time, and every dealer we went to said they have, would have a hard time unloading and reselling that RV because of the simple fact they had a propane generator that they was trying to get away from those because it was a more not a safe issue no more out there. So. Yeah, that's there's always a big question um, whether or not to use propane appliances while you're driving down the road. Um, mm -hmm. I tend to try pushing people against it. I know a lot of people like to run the refrigerator on propane when they're on the road. I mm -hmm. actually suggest just make sure that it's been good and cold for uh, you know a number of days before you move, and right. it'll it'll stay cold for a good three to four hours easily mm -hmm. uh, on move day instead of running the propane and just risking that. And that kind of comes with the background that we previously had had an RV fire from a right. um, an RV refrigerator. So um, you know that's something that is like. It's I'm not willing to risk that, and I'm really surprised a lot of people are. Um, just it's one of those warnings out there that do turn a lot of people away. So yeah, in our class A, we run the generator and let it operate the refrigerator and all that while we're going down the road instead of turning on the propane for it. So, what actually got you started to thinking that you might want to start a YouTube channel? Well, it started really years ago. I seen all these people. I was watching videos long before any of this. And I thought, well, you know, I seen all these people doing these cleaning videos. I thought, well, I could do that. But seriously, who would watch me clean my house? No, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. And then when we moved down here, it was just... Um, I mean, we were up in the Cades Cove out in the mountains, and I just looked at Jim. I said, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do to inspire and help others. I said, I, when I got diagnosed with this disease, I thought as a, as a punishment, I did something wrong. And I thought, well, God's punished me. I've done something terribly wrong. I couldn't figure out what it was. And then... My friend told me, she goes, no, no, never look at that away. And then we was up in the mountains. I said, I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. I think God has told me I should use this disease to, to try to figure out how to inspire others to make it out there and get up and not be labeled as disabled people should be labeled as people just to sit at home or they just sit in wheelchairs. They don't do nothing. Um, I've worked with people that had children with Down syndrome and they would just place them in homes and, and just ignore them. And I thought, no, that's not what disabled people's all about. It's got, there's got to be a, a reason, you know, something. And so I thought, well, I'll start, I asked Jim, I said, I'd like to start a YouTube channel to try to kind of help inspire people and show them that there is places we can still go, the things we can still do, and we can make a difference in this world just like anybody else. And he said, well, that's what you feel. And I said, yeah, I think that's what God has told me. And so we started it up, and I thought, Okay, I'm going to put out that first video. I told him, I said, there ain't going to be nobody watch this. It was a car show. And I said, nobody's going to watch that. And I looked down at my phone and I was like, seriously, 100 people want to watch that? And because I, I was so nervous making an intro, I bet I did it 10 times before I could even say it to get the words right. So it just kind of led from there. I just wanted to keep going, and I told Jim, I said, there's got to be other ways I can help. And I said, you know, that's why we even started the PayPal and all that. I said, because we struggled so much, and I want to show people you don't have to struggle. There is people out there that will help you or guide you, and that's why I'm doing all this. And I, I think what you're doing is fantastic. Um and I can have that appreciation because, like I said, my, I myself, 
my mobility has reduced tremendously over the last 10 years. Um, you know, I'm 48 years old and I have medical conditions that are slowing my mobility as well as many other uh, people out there in their later 40s, 50s, and above um, are experiencing mobility issues. And we're just now getting to a point in our lives where we can, one, afford to be able to go out and right. uh, enjoy life. Um, you know, our kids are grown, and we're wanting to be able to get out there. And at the same point in time, it's... It's depressing uh, on an individual that you want to be able to do all this stuff and the limitations uh, weigh you down um, to be able to do this stuff. And it doesn't mean you can't. It means you have to do it differently. But it's a real struggle for somebody when they first start to realize they can't do things the way they, they used to. <clears throat> so I can really uh, appreciate this. And like I said, I've been to a number of places that I've been to when I first started having mobility issues. And I was like, I really wish that they had something better for somebody with right. mobility issues to be able to to help this. And I don't know if anyone's noticed in some of our um, kind of adventure videos, if there's things that are handicap accessible, I'll point that out. And right. where I think some people that maybe don't have mobility issues might not point that out because... They don't think of it. Um, right. And that's, it's important to know that people with mobility issues have to think about everything in everyday life differently. What I can do, what I can't do, how I have to change what I do. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure there is a huge community out there uh, looking for hope and looking for guidance on how they can get out there and enjoy uh, this RV lifestyle, um, even with these issues. And, uh, you know, it's fantastic in what you're doing, not only with, you know, showing people what they can do, but also with, um, you know, taking donations to be able to give back to help those that are handicapped, um, you know, that are in need. So I, I commend you on, on what you're doing, Susan. It's a great great uh, service that you're providing yeah because right now um well like we had to pay for our own ramp back in indiana jim built a ramp there for me we didn't know who to turn to if insurance would pay for it so he just built it himself and then when i got my scooter we paid for it ourselves because dealing with insurance sometimes is like red dealing with red tape and then right now, my braces, uh, the straps are falling, up, uh, messing up. And I called them to see about getting a replace. And they said, well, no, you have to get all new braces again. And I'm like, okay, now, see, this is kind of stuff we have to deal with. I mean, everybody, I mean, you had to deal with the insurance and not having anybody to turn to. And that's why I'm donating to these churches and organizations so they can help these people pay for these things that insurance just will not i mean the insurance calls called my scooter a luxury what's well, not a luxury when you have no you can't walk around somewhere you got to ride something that's not a luxury but that's just the way it is in this world and i'm trying to open the eyes up to some of these things out there that we have to deal with and what I have, my nerve disease is similar to what your neuropathy, it, yours is. And it does make it difficult to get around to a lot of these places. Yeah, that's, um, and I'm kind of the same way, you know, even though I have, you know, fantastic insurance, uh, still the same situation where, you, want um, you know, a scooter is a luxury. <laughs> and, um, you know, so... I'm in kind of the same boat as, you know, I'm able to get up and walk around. I, I right. can't do a ton of it um, without having that's, to sit down. That, that's with me. I, I can walk around, but, you know, I can't just go out there and just, you know, like up at Dollywood. You know, it's it's not as big amusement park. It's like Disneyland or something. But it was by the I couldn't even make it halfway through. But I want to enjoy it. 
it's just like any other normal human being. So that's why I use a scooter to get around in these places. Right. And, you know, I don't think some people really realize the cost of what a scooter uh, to rent is even. Um, you know, I do yeah. rent a scooter uh, for some stuff that we go to. Uh, we went to the camper show um, in January here about an hour and a half from us. And I had to arrange for rental of a scooter and the, had to arrange for it to be dropped off with security and and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And it cost me $85 for the day um, wow. to, to rent a scooter. And that's actually cheap. Um, yeah. You know, we go to up to Mackinac. I'll rent a scooter for the week. Uh, up there, I actually found a new place now, but... Up there, uh, because it's a touristy area to rent a scooter, it ended up costing me about $650 for the week. Whoa. Um, I found another place this year that I'm going to use. Um, I have to travel about an hour to get it before I go up there, but I can rent it for the month for 400 That's um, a lot better. So that's a lot better. Uh, I've been looking into just buying my own scooter, but then, you know, of course, you got to have... You know, somewhere to keep it and a way to transport it and everything for everywhere you go that you want to use that at. Um, and how much use will it actually get compared to renting it? You know, usually I end up renting a scooter two or three times a year. Um, you know, so, and some of these scooters aren't cheap. I mean, even, you know, you can get a cheap scooter for about $800, but if you want a good scooter, you're going to be paying about two grand for one. So, yeah, that one we got here, it was from a place here in Pigeon Forge, and they, they also rent them out to people going to flea markets or just, you know, to everyday tourist stuff. And they had the used one there for about 800 or I can pay, I think it was uh, 15 or 1600 for a brand new one. Well, we chose the option of buying a new one. That way we knew we got the warranty with it. and. Right. I was the only one that put the wear and tear on it, not someone else. And but they're, I mean, yeah, it's a big expense that you have to go through. Right, and you know, um, a number of us have other things that limit what we can do too. You know, mm -hmm. um, I use a CPAP machine and oxygen therapy at night uh, because of my sleep apnea. So those are things I have to haul in the, the RV when we go mm -hmm. out on the road. And that's part of the reasons why right now we don't do boondocking because I have to have enough power to run an oxygen concentrator and right. a CPAP machine. And eventually, you know, if we could get enough solar and battery, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to put that kind of investment into this rig, but maybe the mm -hmm. next one, uh, it might be something that we do. But, you know, these are all things that limit what we're able to do. And it's glad, or I'm glad to see somebody out there uh, showing not only uh, what you can do and and helping, but just an awareness. I think people uh, far too often look at people with handicaps when uh, you're out and about, and you know you touched on a little bit, you know where uh, maybe you might get looked at as you're just you know maybe lazy or you need to do mm -hmm. something. You know, just, we'll just get up and do it. It'll get better. And, right, you know, right. um, some, for some of us, when we have handicaps, it's not getting better. Right. You know, so, um, that I think is one of the biggest things I like about, uh, what you're doing is just simply, uh, the awareness and, uh, letting people know that there's still hope to, to get out and do things. Cause like I said, uh, far too many people with handicaps uh, suffer from depression um, just because they're not able or don't or think they're not able to um, do things because you're not able to do it in the way that you used to. Yeah, what right not too long after I was first diagnosed and I was on my third surgery on my foot, um, it was late at night. Well, I got up in the middle of the night and I felt my... My chest was so heavy and tight, and I couldn't breathe. And I got up, and I just couldn't breathe. It just kept, and I just kept getting more depressed. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. And later, I mean, at, that night, uh, Jim had called the ambulance for me. 
and they had put me on oxygen. They said I almost died from a severe pa uh, panic attack. Um, and I said, you know, that's something that happens with people when they get diagnosed with some of these nerve diseases and type of things or people when they realize they're going to become disabled because I had just gotten the news from the doctor that week that things weren't going to get better. It just, it'd be a gradual over time that I would get worse it would, as it was spread throughout the body and it could eventually go in and start attacking the organs. And so I just was so depressed and I don't think a lot of people realize the depression that sets in to a lot of disabled people. I mean, I realized that night what depression really is. And I had, I used to, oh, people are just making, uh, you know, they're making that up. I, I mean, I always had a, a different, uh, you know, the same mindset some people out there have about us. And now that I have experienced all this stuff, I got a totally new mindset and goal in life to change everybody to make let them know that we're just like everybody else you know we're people and we have feelings yeah um you know i've been uh in the past been on the short stick of a few comments here and there um as you're out and about oh, yeah. too and uh, you know, you hear people not talk under their breath, but actually voice their opinion behind your back. Yeah, uh, I've, plenty I've loud had enough it. for you to hear. And um, you know, it's not right. It's not sociably acceptable. Um, and they don't understand that the handicap causes such an emotional drain on the person um, that it does. It causes other issues like. Uh, anxiety and panic attacks and um, you know other health issues that are become a re related um, that can be even life-threatening um, you know and people are unknowingly adding to that thinking they're being smart or or whatever and and it, it's sad. It's sad to see people act that way out in public. And I, you know, I hope for a day that that, that is gone. I really do. So. Yeah, I mean, like I, um, Bob called me last night after my live stream and I told him, I said I was having a bad day yesterday and that's why I had Jim go, come on with me and just be a clown. I needed something. But it causes the reason yesterday I felt that tightness coming up again. I guess it's because we have to be shut up for so long. And I, I just needed communication with people. And I was on the verge of a bad panic attack yesterday. And Jim had to come in and save me last night on my live stream. So I thank God I got a support system. Because I've been on that end of those comments people making fun of you and it hurts it really hurts right you know and with these handicaps especially uh these nerve uh type handicaps um there is a level of pain that uh that goes along with these that there's really no true way to explain what it is and what it feels like and i'm sure that you go along with that as well um you know, uh, I know with my neuropathy, you know, I have just random feelings of feeling like your legs are on fire or yes. uh, pen yes. pricking or yes. um, sometimes it feels like somebody throws cold water on your legs and right. you don't know why. And um, these are all things that are, are there that are constant. It's, there's not something that goes away, but it always changes and it could be any one of the many uh feelings that you feel um and it does it's it's a very overbearing weight that we carry and um we all need the hope that is out there and be able to have fun uh enjoy life have a good laugh uh, enjoy friendships and relationships mm -hmm. and um 
really enjoy what this life has to offer uh, to us, even if they are different ways than what many others are able to. So, again, thank you very much, Susan, um, for everything that you're doing here. Thank um, you. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think I've said it to you before, but anything that we can ever do uh, to help you, feel free to reach out to us here. So. Well, you you and Lori's done enough when you went through and changed up my stuff on my channel and told me the different things I need to do. That's when everything started clicking in my mind and things started happening on my channel. And that brings a lot of joy in watching and participating in a lot of this. And everybody here is supporting each other. That is just wonderful. Yeah, and, you know, as we... Um, get to know each other we all start to know that we all share certain struggles in life mm -hmm. um you know, no matter what those struggles are are and uh you know a lot of it when we first start get on here we don't really portray that um you know because we don't want people to know because we may have been picked on or whatnot and um uh, because of it but as that starts to get out and you start to know everyone in this community um we all start to know each other's struggles and understand and support each other. And, um, uh, it's a fantastic community for multiple reasons. Um, but just having the shoulder to lean on, um, is, is amazing, uh, to see the support that this community puts for each other. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I never once wanted to come right out and tell everybody what I had and what was wrong with me and my physical disabilities. Cause I don't want people to judge me for that. I want them to know me first before they know the rest. And like I got a scar on my arm and from a surgery that caused a arm from, I have one arm that's disfigured. And still to this day, I will not wear a sleeveless shirt because I don't want everybody seeing that scar because I did it when I was in high school. And all back in, in high school, you don't know how kids are, ew, ew and start making fun of you. So after that, you just kind of shut yourself down right. to protect yourself from those people's hateful comments. Yeah. Well, the good thing, Susan, is we're all here and we all love you. And, <laughs> Thank uh, you. Um, you know, we appreciate everything that you bring to the table. And uh, Well, we're, I talked to Jim, and he says he's looking forward to coming up there to Michigan to see Mackinac Island with you guys, the Mackinac Bridge. Yeah, um, I know we talked a little bit, um, I think last night, that uh, Michigan State Parks open June 21st, as of right now. Um, and on June 25th, we are set to hit the road to Mackinac, uh, and we will be in Mackinac from June 25th to July 12th. Well, he was planning out our trip last night. He goes, I can see, it. We, we can do it. We can go up into Michigan and... Because we're going to go up and see Adventures in the Heartland at Valparaiso. He goes, we're going to just go right on up into Michigan. And, you know, it's no big deal. And I said, okay. <laughs> yep. Um, well, we'll be glad to see you um, up there. Uh, reservations are hard to get that time of year. So Yeah. Uh, now, uh, best bet might be the state parks because I don't know if whether or not they're actually taking reservations yet. Oh. So, um, but there is some, uh, some campgrounds that aren't far from Mackinac City. They're only about 20 or 30 minutes away. Uh, that might be easier to get into as well. So, um, well, I'll be you, in touch with you on that. <laughs> if you need help finding something, I'm sure we could probably help you try to locate something nearby. Okay. All right. So, uh, with that, so you just hit a thousand subscribers not too long ago on your channel. Yes. And you're working on uh, getting your uh, watch hours so you can become modernized. Mm -hmm. And you're looking to donate um, at least a portion of that, if not all of that, to your charity, right? Um, pay 100% of PayPal and Patreon will go to a local church or organization. Then whenever we go full-time out on the road, I will pick a, you know, a church or organization in that town. Um, I kind of got the idea from Wayward Wags, how they're helping with the veterans and organization in the town they're at. 
and I talked to him when I was starting at the Patreon. And he's and he said he always picked an organization in that town where they were staying at. So that's what I plan on doing right here in uh, Pigeon Forge area. Until we leave out, I have a preacher here that I'm working with to donate to. And then when we get monetized, the what I do, I know I'm not going to get rich from YouTube. What little I make there will go back in towards, uh, you know, maybe equipment or just putting gas in the tank, you know, that sort of thing. But everything I get through PayPal and Patreon goes there because I know... Uh, you get 100% of the pay. You get to keep that. No one's in there like YouTube. You know, you lose a 30% on the super chats and all that. So that's why I know I got a, a nicer chance of a donation to somebody with them. Okay. So you're working on watch hours to be able to get monetized to, to be mm -hmm. able to help uh, with those causes and stuff. And... Uh, so looking forward, uh, if you had to look to the next year of where you think your channel um, will go, what are some goals you have for your channel to be able to to get to, say, in you know six months or 12 months um, that you're wanting to work towards, um, you know, getting there? Um, more or less, I want to bring... I'm hoping that I'm going to bring a lot more awareness to my uh, RSD, which is a, uh, it's been labeled as the suicide disease, and which is a shame that it's been given that. Um, I want to grow my subscriber count to where I can bring more awareness out there and help people and raise more money and maybe help bring more awareness to... Um, the handicap accessible places to where I want to be that voice for the disabled people. I want them to know that I am here to speak up for them and to help them in any way I can. Right. Cause it's, it's a long, hard road and I want them to know I am here for them. I will always be here for them. Right. And, and I do know, and I will say, I know that you're going to have a hard road ahead uh, mm -hmm. with the struggles of hecklers and things like that with your oh, YouTube yeah. channel. Um, you know, so if, you know, like I said, if you ever feel down about that kind of stuff, feel free to reach out to us. Um, I will. You know, these are struggles, not only in your life, but on your YouTube channel, it's going to be even worse. Um, mm -hmm. You know, with people feeling the need to, you know, criticize what you're doing and there shouldn't be no criticization on what you're doing. You're doing a fantastic job and a service and everyone should be able to find that in their heart to appreciate that. So, uh, so your channel's grown fairly steady, you know, here and there, um, over the course of the time that you've done it, you know, and I know this community has helped a lot. Uh, yes. what, other, what other ways do you try to uh, reach out and bring awareness to your YouTube channel? Uh, I know you do a little bit of stuff on Facebook. Are you using Instagram? Um, I use Instagram. I've, I've really been using it a lot more uh, lately. Um, well, like when I made that video in my scooter, um, I wa wanted to show everybody the how easy it was to take apart and haul. And I thought, well, I'm just going to tag the company in Instagram that made the scooter, Pride Mobility. So I just tagged them in the post. And two days later, I got a email from the company and said, would you mind being one of our spokespeople in, on our website and i said well, what do you mean and she told me she goes just answer our questions and we're going to promote you a little bit and so all that happened through instagram so instagram is very valuable to use i mean i they put out an article on me and they tagged me in their post and they promoted my channel and that helps some of my growth in there too right and for those that don't know it, Pride Mobility is a fantastic company. 
-hmm. And uh, from the scooters I have rented, they are top-notch, the best yeah. scooter you will find. Yes. Um, so Very if, durable. If, Very so durable. If you are, um, you know, experiencing a handicap that you need to rent or buy a scooter, uh, definitely look into a Pride Mobility scooter. Like I said, they are built like tanks. They are... Um, fantastic like Susan said they disassemble very easily uh, to be able to remove the seat and pull the battery to be able to even get loaded up into a van or a pickup truck if you had to um, you know to make them lighter to be able to move around um, and they're a fa fantastic unit so yeah I mean you might pay a little bit more because it is a top name brand out there but I pick up the phone I get response with their customer service so in that that's that's a lot right there when you know you can get a hold of some. Yep, that means everything. Um, anything that makes life easier when you're already dealing with struggles, mm -hmm. um, you know, is fantastic. And uh, you know, I have a I have a sore spot in you know in my thoughts, and maybe it because. Um, you know, I do work for a mental health agency. Um, you know, so I, I really have um, my own, I guess, opinion or personal thoughts of uh, the mental health issue side of things that come with us, and um, you know, and voice concerns of that. And um, even with everything that's going on in this country right now with COVID nineteen, uh, when times are worse in life there is a higher need for mental health. Right, um, there is. You know, and I want to stress, I mean, far too uh, often people think that um, when you talk about mental health, they think of, oh, you must be crazy. And that's not the case. Um, mental health is anything that tends to change your normal um, way of thinking. Uh, whether it's, you know, a handicap that's causing pain, that causes you to be able to do things differently or anything. Anything that puts stress on your mind is considered a mental health mm -hmm. type right. condition. So, um, you know, and there's help out there uh, for not only the handicaps, but ha with the mental health side of that stuff as well. So, um, you know, support these people instead of knocking them down because it's important uh, for so many people in, right. in the world. And uh, we should be supporting and loving each other instead of kicking each other and putting each other down. So, yeah. All righty. So with that, I'll go ahead and I'll open up the room if some people want to ask some questions here about <coughs> Susan. And I'm sure probably somebody's going to ask you about who is Gus. <laughs> oh, he's that little puppet from Art of Our Band. Yeah. And now my my husband sh uh, did a kind of a retaliation. He's bringing in Gus's wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Notice working up to this that yeah, Susan was a little sweet on Gus. So. <sighs> yeah, I got a little card in the mail with his little headshot on it with a love note on there. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, like my husband said, you know, we're all kind of stuck at home and we hear the same old things all the time on TV and it, maybe if we could just sit back for one hour and just laugh and it could be over the stupidest thing that, you know, or whatever, you know, just if, if it could bring a smile or laugh to somebody, he goes, after knowing what you go through with your anxiety and your panic attacks, he goes, I know you need a laugh once in a while. You need that relaxation time. So hopefully it will help somebody else just to relax for one hour. Yeah. Uh, I see Lori's uh, chatting from the other room here. And she said she saw Gus's wife. And, my, poor, uh, my poor Mrs. Beasley got sacrificed. <laughs> I think we were all kind of watching what the hell are we watching here. <laughs> I think Jim was having too much fun. With that. Well, he was having too much fun. And I said, oh, mercy. Now what are we going to do next Friday night? And he goes, don't you worry. I got plans. I'm like, oh, no. 
<coughs> so, with questions from the room, does anyone have questions uh, regarding, uh, you know, Susan's channel or what she's doing, or uh, even if you have questions about, um, you know, handicap travel and, uh, you know, how, some struggles that, you know, Susan has had or even I've had, um, you know, and being having mobility issues because it is a struggle. Um, you know, you have trouble even if you're traveling through an airport, if you're traveling in an RV, or if you're, um, you know, attending uh, a venue that you need to be able to get around in. And, you know, these are all struggles that we go to as we uh, want to just enjoy life. I mean, you know, like I said, I had to run a, a scooter for the camper show. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I knew that other than walking in there, I'm probably not going to. You know, I sit down every 50 feet once I get in there because my legs are going to have it, you know, after that. But, um, you know, so it's like, well, what's the best way to do this? Well, just run a scooter and be able to get around. And, you know, there's there's struggles with that. Like I said, I had to um, I had to deal with security from the venue because the scooter rental place didn't handle that portion at all. Uh, so I had to arrange for them to be able to drop it off with security. Um, it's a struggle. Um, when you get there, security may or may not know anything about your plans to have that dropped off, <laughs> you know, or they yeah. might not know where the scooter got put or, um, you know, these are all things that it's like, you get there and it's like, okay, you don't know where my scooter is. I've already paid for it. It was delivered. It's here somewhere. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I ran into that. We got down to the Grand Rapids, uh, camper show and. Uh, I went to the security office and they're like, I have no clue what you're talking about. And of course it was a Saturday. So by that time, the scooter place I run it from was closed for the weekend. So we, we end up having to, uh, call a few people around the venue and finally somebody knew where they had put it. And, and it's just a struggle. It's just a struggle. And, uh, you know, in some sites, uh, that you want to try to visit and stuff, unfortunately, may not be handicap accessible. And sometimes finding this information online is hard. Right. Um, you know, so for somebody to be able to go out and visit an area, film it, and be able to tell you right here on YouTube that there is, you know, something that's handicap accessible is huge. Uh, you know, because most people wouldn't think, uh, one of our videos we did on Taquanon Falls it's about, uh, from the parking lot to the falls is about three quarters of a mile walk. And, uh, I know if I didn't already know what was there, I'd look at that and go a three quarter mile an hour walk. I can't go. Okay. So, but what you may not find there unless somebody shares it out here is the fact that it's a paved three quarter mile, uh, trail that's very level. Uh, if you have mild mobility uh, issues, there are benches about every 150, 200 feet to be able to sit down if you have to walk. Uh, if you do have to use a scooter, there is uh, a handicap accessible viewing areas, uh, which is good. I mean, you know, might not be able to enjoy everything of it. Uh, when you get right to the upper falls, it is 94 steps to the bottom uh, of where the, the falls drop off from the river. So... Um, you know, that obviously you're not going to take a scooter down, but so no. you might not be able to enjoy everything of some sites, but it is nice when they do offer, uh, handicap viewing, you know, accessible stuff and be able to, you know, take, um, things. And there are other challenges. Uh, we were in Mackinac Island two years ago and I had rented a scooter. And, um, one of the things I really wanted to visit while we were there was the fort on the island. Um, because I had been there 20 years before then, but the fort was closed the year I was there because they had had a part of the wall collapse and they were reconstructing, uh, that wall. So it was closed for that summer. So I didn't get to go then. So two years ago when we went, I wanted to go. And of course, you know, now here I am 20 years later, I have uh, mobility issues. And so I had to rent a scooter. And one of the big things I thought was disappointing is when I got there, uh, they claim to be, it is handicap accessible and there is an elevator to get to an upper level of the fort to the lower level. 
Um, but unfortunately, that elevator is about only big enough to get a wheelchair and not a scooter. Yeah. Um, you know, so I just wasn't going to um, go down to the lower part uh, of the fort. It was where the the main grounds is in between the, uh, the buildings of the fort and things like that. I wasn't going to go down there. I was just going to let the rest of the family go down. And I was just going to hang out around the upper edge. And I have to say this very sweet uh, young lady who was working at the fort and she was, you know, dressed in her 1800s attire and uh, all this stuff. She came over and started talking to me uh-huh. and uh, she wanted to know what she could do to make it better for me. And, and I told her, I said, she didn't have to do anything for me. I'm fine. You know, don't worry about it. And she was like, no, 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 no. She goes, she goes, I'm going to do one better. She goes, I'm going to go down and I'm going to get one of the soldiers and I'm going to have him come up here with one of his muskets and he's going to, he's going to talk to you and he's going to show you the gun and do everything that he would do for anyone down there on the field. And, uh, if you have any questions and stuff, he'll ask you for it and, She went ahead and she did that, and it's like, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go out of the way. (laughs) And um, he came up and he showed me the musket and broke it all down and showed me stuff. And then he's asked me, he says, Do you want to get down there? And I said, Well, I can get, I could probably get down there somehow, but it's not a big deal. And he's like, No, he says, There is a side entrance over here that we can take you back out through the main gate and bring you in the side, and you can get down here and you can enjoy the rest of it along with everyone else. And, you know, that was, uh, above and beyond way yes. above and beyond uh what they needed to do or what i expected of them to do. that sticks right there in your heart and your mind it does forever. and um i will always remember that young lady coming up and offering that kind of help and the gentleman that uh came up with the musket and offered to you know take us around the back side mm-hmm. of the fort to be able to uh, get in an entrance that they don't normally let people in on. Right. Um, to be able to get you down to an area where you can enjoy the full experience of it. And uh, that uh, I'm you know, eternally grateful for people out there in the world that are like that. And uh, there's far too little of it. And right. There it's is. Uh, great when you can have that kind of an experience. I mean... Or, I only found one handicap accessible trail in the Great Smoky Mountains, and it's blacktop with benches every so often. It's scooter and wheelchair and all that accessible. And I thought that was it's pretty sad. A national park only has one trail. People with all disabilities can go out. Now, I've been out on others, but I try to make a note in the video that I have braces on my feet and i i'm having difficulty so i don't recommend it for anybody but i i think there needs to be more handicap accessible things out there in nature and and for us to enjoy and make things a little more accommodating for different types of disabilities you know like you said, you know, maybe the scooter wouldn't go went in but a wheelchair could go in. They should make things, you know, to work for all of us, not just half. Don't meet, don't meet us halfway. Meet us all the way. So, right. And for those, um, I know Susan had mentioned Mackinac Island um, earlier, and that we're <laughs> we're actually planning on going back to Mackinac Island this summer, providing we ever get you know released. <laughs> uh, our stay-at-home order actually got extended to the twenty-eighth. But it doesn't apply to everything, so it's sounding like camping camping may still be allowed. We're waiting. To, we're waiting to hear from our campground, so uh, we're hoping to get out Memorial Day weekend. But, anyways, we are planning on going back to Mackinac Island this summer. Uh, for those that maybe uh, have mobility issues and stuff, the some good things is the fact that uh, the ferries uh, that take you to Mackinac Island are. Uh, handicap accessible. They will, oh, that's good. They will let you on the ferry with a wheelchair or scooter uh, that you can either rent or bring your own from the mainland. And there is some things you can do on the island that are handicap accessible, other things that aren't. A lot of the shops downtown you're not going to get into. Uh, some of them, the doors are you know a step up because they're fairly old buildings. The doors are skinny. 
Uh, the shops are small, so a lot of the shopping stuff you're probably not going to get into. Um, the If you want to take a tour around the island, the carriage company does have a taxi uh, carriage that they can uh, rent to you by the hour. Uh, and you'll get a private driver to take you around. And it has a uh, wheelchair uh, ramp that drops off the back that you can load your scooter in the back of the, the carriage. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and then there's some seats in the front so the rest of your party can join you um, to take you around. We took that a couple years ago. It is limited because they only have two taxis that are handicap accessible. And they do use them for taxi service on the island as well. So um, you have to be reserved in advance if you want to go that route on Mackinac Island. Yeah, um, Dollywood's not even that handicap accessible because you can't take a scooter into the shops. And they got signs out there that says, if you have a scooter, leave it here. Well, that doesn't do you any good. I yeah, mean, for, you can't move around the shop. <laughs> right. For some of them, you can't do, you know, that's just not going to work. So, like, when we were in Mackinac Island, I just, you know, went ahead and sat outside while the girls and Lori would run in some of the shops and things like that. And, you know, and then you also have the issues of whether or not you have dogs because yeah. some, some sites yeah. don't take don't let you take your dogs. Um, yeah. Mackinac Island, you can uh, you can take your dog with you. Um, obviously, you have to have it on a leash and everything. So right. Um, there's you know restricted sites you can go to and things because of that. But um, there is things you can do. I mean, there's um, for those of us that you know are not mobility challenged. There's bicycle rentals and. Things like that, that you can ride bikes around the island and do all kinds of things. Um, but don't be discouraged if you are uh, handicapped or have mobility issues that if you do plan on visiting Mackinac Island, there is some things to enjoy um, right. still that are there. And uh, one of the great things of the whole area is the history um, that is there, or the history of fur trade and uh, the French and the English battling over the area for a number of years so if you are a history buff um it's a fantastic oh, yeah. area oh yeah i'll have to so. be there i see it <laughs> yep. all right so i guess with that um what i'll do is i'll thank you one last time susan for joining us well, it was my honor and privilege to be here with you guys uh, the so. honor is all ours i'll tell you that um uh, like i said i rushed out you kind of last minute for this and you oh that's through. fine I'm always here to help. Yep, you uh, are always wonderful, so thank you very much. And I'll You're go welcome. ahead and I'll let you go, and I'll start to wrap this up for everyone. So, All right. All right. See ya. Thanks. Uh-huh. Okay, guys, that's Susan from New Horizons. She's great, isn't she? She's absolutely great. Um, so, again, Susan, thank you for joining us today uh, and giving a sneak peek into your life and your channel. Uh, the community loves you for being a part of it. You do a fantastic service. We can't thank you enough. Um, so uh, with this, I would like to encourage each and every one of you to go over to Susan's channel. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lori has posted a link in the chat to uh, Susan's channel. Go ahead and check out her channel. Watch a few of her videos. Give her some likes. Leave some comments. Let her know that we sent you over there. Um, and just show her some love and support because she definitely deserves it. And while you're at it, don't forget, support us. Give us that thumbs up down below. And uh, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our weekly videos and live streams. And I'd also like to remind everybody that next Wednesday, we our live stream is changing times. We will now be at 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday nights uh, for our normal uh, topic night that we cover an RV topic, play some games, and give away a $10 Amazon gift card. And then, as usual, we will be here next Saturday at 1 p.m. with another great interview of a YouTube channel that's helping uh, grow and support this community. So with that, I would like to go ahead and thank you each and every one of you uh, for spending an hour of your Saturday with us. Uh, appreciate your support your love, uh, your comments, and uh, we will go ahead and we'll let you go. 
I don't know, is there anybody coming up behind us? I don't think that there was anything necessarily on schedule uh, to be able to push people to. But like I said, thank you very much. Um, appreciate each and every one of you. And if you ever want to come back, watch this. Uh, you can watch it here as the replay. Or you, if you just want to listen to it, you can listen to it on iTunes, uh, Google, or Spotify as a podcast. If you're driving and just want something to listen to, go ahead and try it out. See what you think of it. It's called uh, the episode of the podcast. Episode is called "Kicking with the Northwoods," and um, with that, we'll go ahead. We'll let you go, and we'll see you out there. Thanks, guys.